Hey guys, it's Freya and Huck, and we were really scratching our heads this week to figure out what the hell we were going to talk to you about, and Huck had the idea to farm out some questions from the internet, just like uncomfortable, maybe delicate sex questions that you might be too embarrassed to ask your friends or your partners or even to look up on the internet, so we went ahead and did that for you, <laughs> and they should be pretty fun. Some of them are going to make us laugh a lot, and that's fine because we're children. Hopefully it's enjoyable for you as well. What's kind of fun about them, too, is like we just put together this compilation of questions, and so I don't think either of us is 100% certain on how we're going to answer them yet. No. <laughs> so you're getting this raw and unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is, I had a dream about sex with someone the same sex as me. Does that make me gay? And... I'm not going to put you on blast, but you did just say, like, well, I've dreamed about going out of myself all the time. All the time. So, and I would just call that fancy masturbating. Yeah. If one is so lucky as to be able to go down on themselves, then I don't think it makes you gay. It just makes you really talented and lucky. But as far as having sex with someone the same sex as you in your dream, dreams are just that. They're just dreams. Like, I have dreams about stuff that I don't want to happen all the time. And I'm obviously, I'm going to say it does not matter if you're gay or bi or whatever, but... If it is something that you're actually concerned about, then I would only focus on, like, do you actively want to have sex with people the same sex as you when you're out and about and you're conscious? And if the answer is no, it's only happening in my dreams, then, like, just don't worry about it. Yeah, just I mean, in my it. dreams, like, the the people who are, like, the main character of, of each of them can sometimes change their face and even eventually their personality as I drift from one dream to another. Yeah. So I've never actually had a dream where I was being intimate sexually with someone of the same sex, except for myself. <laughs> but I will also say that I've I've experienced people changing so much in my dreams into other people that like I wouldn't be shocked at all if one of them were to become a male. And if I woke up, I yeah, I wouldn't feel any different than I normally do in my day to day life. Yeah. And I mean like I am by so when I have same-sex dreams, I don't think anything of it. It's just whatever. But uh, before I knew, um, I've, I've had sex dreams about people that I would never in a million years ever go anywhere near, the president being one of them. And when I woke up from that one, that was so goddamn disturbing. But, like, I know I don't want to have sex with him. Like, yeah. he's repulsive and horrible. <laughs> so I don't think it means anything. No. Dreams are just dreams. Yeah. We don't need to read too much into that one. Uh, the next one is, is cyber sex really cheating? I thought this one was interesting. Yeah. Because I, I think that what this brought up in my mind, first and foremost, is porn cheating. I don't think porn is cheating at all. I think if you're looking at, that's not interactive, though. Right. Cyber sex is interactive. But yeah, no, I don't think, I mean, that is probably something that other people are going to be worried about. No, looking at porn is not cheating. Unless your partner says to you that they have a problem with porn, then that's a conversation that you need to have. That's a different conversation, it yeah. It is. But if you're only looking at porn and not having sex with your partner, that is a problem, but it's not cheating. It's just something that you guys need to figure out. Yeah. If you've got no juice left because you've been looking at too much porn, then, yeah, that's an issue. You better be really fucking solid on your oral sex game. Or if you're willing to jerk off to porn, but you're not willing to engage sexually with your partner, then, yeah, there's a problem. But, yeah. no, I wouldn't consider that cheating. Whereas cyber sex is interactive, and that is cheating. But, I mean, this is also a way to kind of uncover 
sexual experiences. Let's okay. So I guess here's the thing. Let's let let's even split hairs a little bit more on this one. Let's say the difference between a regular person in your life, like a friend, a coworker, versus someone who is just completely anonymous online. Well, what if it's someone that you've never met before exactly. and you have regular inter- interactions with them? With them. That, that could be that's... just like helping you to uncover and explore different like kinks and, and sexual ideas that then you can turn around and use with your partner. I've never experienced this before, so I'm I would totally still, I would still like, consider it speculating. If I'm in a monogamous relationship with someone and they're interacting sexually with someone, then I would consider that cheating. Yeah. So Like, a, uh, like no matter what. And it would be worse if it was someone that we that they knew. It would be worse <laughs> if it was someone that they were having regular interactions with. Yeah. But Or if it was like a, a mutual friend or a Oh my member. god. That would be <laughs> like yeah, so there are degrees of bad in my opinion it's all bad. Yeah. It's all cheating. But there are some like you know, my boyfriend cheated on me with someone he works with that's shitty. If he cheats on you with your sister, that's the shittiest. <laughs> like yeah. I had a partner try and tell me that kissing people at parties was not cheating. It is. <laughs> it is. So like it's all This is all up to you and your partner. I right. Really if you guys have an to. open thing where yeah. you say, you know, these you know, it's a, I don't care if you make out with someone at a party if yeah. that's whatever, then that's fine. Maybe but... a kiss cook. Oh god. <laughs> I wish that I had never heard those two words. Put together like yeah. that. Thank you so much. No problem. I hyphenated it for y'all. Ugh, gross. <laughs> but yeah, if you and your partner in a, are in a monogamous relationship and one of you is having cyber sex with other people that are not bots or just you watching porn, then yeah, it's cheating. I think. I believe. Yeah. I probably would too. But again, have that conversation with your partner. Yeah. Because maybe they don't. Maybe they encourage it. You never know. Then that could open up a whole new world of things that you guys could be doing. But yeah, that's not, I, I definitely believe that's cheating. So <laughs> now we're going to move into the stuff that really makes me giggle. <laughs> uh, is it normal to pass gas during sex? What do I do? <laughs> I've totally farted during sex. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I have never done it. And it was hilarious. Oh my God. I mean, to be honest, if it happened, I would laugh. Like there's yeah. there's no doubt there. I might have to stop. I'm not gonna lie, but like I would I would be laughing while I was like, okay, we'll have to pick up on this later. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we just kept going. Like it was fine. Like we both laughed about it and like paused while we were laughing and then like got right back into it. You and this other person. Yeah. yeah. I was close to coming, and I guess I was like I don't know pushing for it too much, <laughs> and I farted. <laughs> and like at first I was like completely mortified because it was only like the second or third time I'd been with this person. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what is he going to leave? Because if he does, I kind of like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was totally fine. We both laughed about it and went on with our experience. It was fine. And like, also like not to be too explicit, but it wasn't even, it wasn't gross or anything. It was just like, I don't know. It was just like air or something it just happened. Yeah. And it was totally fine. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to this? No. Just, if you go out to dinner first, choose your meal well. That's all I can really say. You know, like, at least for for my generation, you know, this was something that came up in, like, old comedy films like Kevin Smith and stuff like that. But it was more from the male side. Like, it was a huge conversation in a Kevin Smith film where this dude was getting gone down on and he farted. Oh, well, if, you're, if your partner's face is down there, that's a little bit of a different story. <laughs> this was, like... 
penis and vagina intercourse. Yeah. So like everyone's head was above the covers, and yeah, I don't even think there were covers. But anyway, that's irrelevant. Yeah. So yeah, how, so what do you do when this happens? I guess the answer is laugh. you you laugh together, and yeah. and this is probably one of those moments in your relationship with this person that's going to be a defining moment that that helps you to decide whether or not this is an uptight person, right, or someone worth keeping around. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think yeah, I think that's a good sign. If you both laugh about it, then then great, just keep going. Which kind of leads us into the question about queefing. Right. Somebody asked. Uh, how do I avoid queefing during sex? And I mean, the real answer to that one is when air is trapped in the vagina from the penis going out, like it fully extending out or a toy or a toy and into the vagina again, it can cause queefing, which is it's literally, it's just air that's trapped. It's not a fart because there's please God know enough about your reproductive system that, you know, you can't fart through your vagina, but <laughs> It's just air that's been trapped from the whatever object is being inserted into you. And so if you want to avoid it, then I would say don't let the person pull it all the way out and then shove it back in again. Yeah. Because that'll, that's what it, traps It can happen with, it. like, summer sweaty sex, too. Yeah, but then that's, like, yeah, that's, like, also, I don't know, that's still a little bit, I think it's just, like, body parts, like, splatting around. And... Oh, you could belly button <laughs> queef, there's no doubt there. <laughs> yeah. So you could have a double queef going on during the same session <laughs> and again i think you just have to like either laugh about it or just ignore it yeah. and just keep going because it's fine it's just a it's a fine normal thing that happens yeah. and then the next question is what is what actually is squirting and this is something that i've researched and scientists still don't really have a solid answer on they're they've taken samples of it and they've tried to figure it out but basically like it's just a collection of fluids that accumulate and sometimes it's pee and then it's not really squirting it's actually you peeing uh but i for the most part it, it really is just some weird fluid that accumulates and not everyone can do it and so if you can't don't worry about it don't bother trying but if you're encountering it for the first time it's definitely something that you're going to be wondering about. oh of course yeah. like the first time i did it i was fascinated and spent a lot of time researching it yeah but yeah i mean it's just it's just fluid and again it can be pee and if it is then wash your sheets but if it's really not then it's not but genuinely they have no idea they've i've read so many books and articles about it because i've been trying to figure it out and no one really knows yeah the closest i've seen to anything that i would kind of like follow is vice put something out vice magazine slash vice media i found that to be a really interesting one and they were talking about it being like a mixture of pee and other bodily chemicals as it passes by a certain gland. It ends up getting mixed together and then forced out. Yeah, and it could it could also be water that you like liquids that you've drank that don't get fully processed into pee, but it's still water that you. I mean, obviously, anything that comes out of you is made of some water that you've consumed. Um, but yeah. No one really 100% knows, and I'm certainly not a scientist, but I have squirted a whole lot, and it smells like nothing, and, you know, it is it is what it is, yeah. which is something I really hate when people say, but... <laughs> both, both people involved just have to gut check and be like, am I into this or am I not into this? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, if I 
am involved in a situation where I have pleased someone so much that they literally cannot control their body, I feel like I've done a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> Even if, like, I wish that I had played a towel gun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to shit on me because I make you feel excited, but... Dear God. Yeah, but, but I guess farting's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. It's different. It's very different. I would, one of those is definitely preferable to the other one. No doubt. I would rather you fart near me than shit. So, uh, can I really break his penis? Yes. Yes. Yes, you can. I've never done it, but it is what happens is when the penis is erect and it is, it gets slammed into something either by like get taken a wrong angle, like you. Yeah, like someone's like you're riding on, top, on it. Yeah. yeah. Or and like doggy style. Yeah, you come down or go back at the wrong angle. You can actually. It's uh, it's fixable, but it's really bad, and it can be like, it can require like surgery. So, yes, you can. And my solution to that would be to, when you're having really rough sex, just be very careful. Yeah, and we had we we talked a lot about communication during one of the previous episodes, and that's a big one because like there's also a lot of fear around the question of can I break their dick? It's like. You know, am I using too much hand pressure? Am I fucking them too hard? And the thing is, like, while it's true, yes, you can do this. I, I think, at least in, in my case, it, it would take a lot of effort to actually make that happen yeah. or an especially bad angle. So if you're wondering, can you break their dick because, like, you're jerking it too hard? I doubt that that's going to happen. Just bring it up with your partner. As long as you're not, like, a like a serious, like, weight trainer who's got, like, a vice grip from hell. Yeah, man. Probably, probably you can't with your hand, but it can happen more often than not it happens during intercourse. So just, yeah, just be careful and be communicative. And this actually brings up another, like, I actually have been asked this by followers on Tumblr before, but the question that a lot of people have said, uh, I feel like I'm too fat to get on top, and then I'm going to crush my boyfriend. And the answer to that is no. Like unless yeah, that's you're not true. unless you're like five hundred pounds, you probably you, you can't. The human body is able to withstand quite a lot and the part of the body that you're gonna be coming down on, the other person's pelvis area is very, very strong and super powerful and you're not really gonna you're really not gonna crush anything that's that important. Again, the possibility of the penis being broken is there but that can happen for to anyone yeah, that's any just size angle. yeah so yeah don't be afraid to get on top don't be afraid of being quote-unquote too fat for sex because you'd have to be like bedridden from it to it for it to actually cause a problem so no go ahead and get on top if that's what works for you and both of you'll have a great time <laughs> um the next question is what should i do if the condom comes off inside me and this was going to be more of a you one than me one, because usually if I feel it come off, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So definitely like, right. The person with a penis is going to know most of the time before you do. Yeah. If anyone ever tells you that they couldn't tell that it was off, they're a fucking they a liar. Because like, I think it's super important to be safe during sex. I think that using condoms is extremely important. And I would never encourage anyone to avoid safe sex. With that said, if anyone ever tries to tell you that they can't tell the difference, there is a huge sensation difference 
with a penis that like you will be able to tell immediately. So if someone feeds you a line like, oh, I couldn't tell them that it came off, like, no. They're full of shit. Get out of my house. Yeah. And that's what, if, if you notice after sex is done, if the condom has come off, the first thing that you need to do is to kick them out after they've given you the money for plan B and which they need to do because they should have told you right then. The next thing that you need to do is take the plan B and then the next day go to urgent care, go to Planned Parenthood, go somewhere and get an STD screening. They're going to be really nice about it. Just tell them what happened and don't ever see that person again Yeah. because they knew what happened. And if they didn't stop right then, that they're borderline rapey assholes. Yeah, they've got their priorities in a very wrong place. Yeah. So make them give you the money for plan B, take the money, go take plan B. Then the next day, go to the doctor's office and get an STD screening and a pregnancy test. Just get it taken care of and don't ever talk to them again. So that's what you should do. And sorry if that sounds harsh, but it needs to be. And otherwise, I mean, like, you know, just fish it out, right? Oh, yeah. If you're in a, you know, if it just happens and your partner's like, oh, shit, it just came off. Like, yeah. then stop what you're doing, fish it out, put another one on and get on with it. And sometimes it takes a minute. But it's never going to get stuck. It just takes it. Yeah, if you need to go to the bathroom, squat down, and you should be able to get a finger in there to, to fish it out. Yeah. It'll be fine. And understand why it happens, too. You know, like some The condom might have been the wrong size. It might have been the wrong size. Some dudes have more pre-cum than others. Like, it isn't because they were trying to take it off or something like that. Like Sometimes it just happens. It just happens because they're super excited or whatever. Or it can happen if the boner kind of goes down. That's true, too. And then it's not as engorged, and then the penis can slip off in that case. Yeah, and that can happen if you're, like, having multiple, you know, times a day, or if you're anxiety-ridden, lots of different Or whatever, yeah, who knows? I mean, boners go up and down all the time. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, so if definitely if the partner is like, oh, shit, it just came off, then don't worry about it. Stop what you're doing. Take it out. Put on another one. And get back to it, if you can. If not, try again later. Um... What should I do if the penis is too big or too small? So I will start by saying there's, I've not encountered a penis that's too small. If you're having intercourse with an adult, which you had better be, then nine times out of, I mean, I would say 99 times out of a hundred, it's going to be perfectly adequate. And if you need to add a little vibration or a little clitoral stimulation, which most people do anyway, then go with that and it'll be fine. And don't worry about it. There's really no penis too small, unless it's a micro penis. And then you do other stuff. There's, there's a reason that Mother Nature blessed us with mouths and fingers <laughs> and sex toys. So there's other things you can do, I would say. Too big is a different story. There are some angles that can help. Getting on top is helpful in that case because you can control the depth of penetration. You can, and I'm more speaking for people with vaginas, that the anus is a, is a lot less forgiving in terms of size. So there's a lot more prep work that's needed there. So we're mostly going to be speaking to penis and vagina sex. And if, if that's the case, like I said, being on top can be really helpful because you can control the depth and speed. Um, another thing that really helps is the vagina actually expands the more turned on you are. So if you can get yourself and your partner can get you super, super turned on, it can make it a lot easier, not only because of lubrication, but also because the walls of the vagina are going to 
relax a bit more and open up to allow more space in the area for the, the penis to go into. So those are, those are things that can really help. Some people find that doggy style is also really helpful. I guess, I don't know why, because again, I'm not a, a doctor, but <laughs> I, I do agree that it is sometimes better. Missionary would probably be the worst with someone who's too big because you a, don't have any control over what's hap like how fast and how deep it's going. I mean, you have, obviously you can say, you know, stop or not so hard or whatever, but also, just the angle itself is less conducive to a, a, a hugely girthy, large penis. So I would try being on top and doggy style and also lots and lots of foreplay Definitely. are things that really help. And if it's legitimately way, way, way too big, then just do other stuff. Yep. It's the same thing as it being too small. Yeah. Like fingers and mouth. Fingers and mouth. Because, like, especially if you're, like the male in that kind of a situation, you know how big you are. Mm -hmm. And so like if, if it's too big and your sexual partner is complaining about it and you're not willing to accept it, like, fuck you. Yeah. Like whatever you, you, you got the bad roll of dice on that one, but you still got to behave yourself. Right. So again, that's why, you know, we have mouths and hands to do stuff with. That leads us to the question of vaginal stretching. There are a lot of people have been told that the more sexual partners you have, your vagina is going to get all stretched out, which is physically, it's literally untrue. That's not, that does not happen. The vagina is a muscle. It is incredibly, there is a word for it. It can bounce back really fast. Usually within an hour or two, you're back to your normal size. And again, like I said, during intercourse, like with foreplay and, and, and being turned on and stuff, it's going to open up and become more engorged. And then usually an hour or two after you come and there's no more sex stuff happening, it just goes right back to its normal size. And I've been with a woman who had multiple kids. And even in that environment, like I, I only bring this up because as we were farming out these questions, that was specifically brought up. And, you know, even having that kind of experience, you, you really cannot tell the like, so if this is a concern because you either A, had kids, B, you love using big toys, you know, all of these things that might come into... Or you fucked a lot of people. Yep. Like, no matter what the reason is, it, it's really a non-question. And if I were to speculate, I would say it's probably only a question because some people use it as a power dynamic. It's a way to insult women and call them slutty. I mean, they're like, I remember hearing that growing up, so-and-so's loose. Uh, it's just not a thing that happens. Yeah. I remember hearing from one of my dude friends when I was in high school saying that they could tell if their girlfriend had cheated because the vagina. It's not memory foam. Remembers <laughs> the shape of the penis. So if they fucked them, they could tell because it was out of form. Wow. No, it's not. Okay. It's, it would be like, say, like, does your mouth get stretched out? Like, no. Like, your mouth is going to be the size that it's good, that it is. Yeah. Your vagina is the size that it is. Everything. Other that would be like I would assume then your dick would get somehow whittled down. <laughs> well, I mean, this is also <laughs> something that's discussed, but like it definitely illustrates even further how ridiculous both of these things are. It's just completely ridiculous. Yeah. No, your vagina is not going to change shape or size based on the number of partners you've been with. The only, I mean, there can be, like, obviously, like, surgeries and things that can make it bigger or smaller, sure. and there can be 
you know, like some, you know, serious medical issues that can, that can do things like that, but it's not going to be from having sex. And I haven't had children and I haven't slept with anyone who has, I don't think, God, I miss a lot. I don't, I don't think I have, <laughs> I honestly don't think I have, I don't know, but yeah, I, I haven't ever found that to be the case. So yeah. So no, uh, your vagina is going to stay the same size pretty much. I mean, I, I do know that it gets a little bit less elastic as it as you get older, but that's more like around menopause, not, you know, when you're under the age of 45. So next, I'm happy to give oral, but don't want to swallow. I have so much to say about this. <laughs> One thing is that I am fine with swallowing, but you need to give me a, like a warning first. But if you're not fine with swallowing, it's totally fine. There are other things you can do that are not insulting at all. One thing that you can do is let it go into your mouth and then sort of dribble out around the shaft while you're sort of finishing them off. And that can be a, it's messy, but that can be a, a fine, nice way without just being like, Oh, like spitting it everywhere. <laughs> like it's just a lot nicer to be like, right mm, at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's not nice. No. Doing that is not polite. The towel's fine too. Yeah. How, getting up and excusing yourself to the bathroom oh, and yeah. spitting in the sink and rinsing your mouth out is also fine. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. I would say, yeah, letting it dribble out around the shaft is good. Spitting it into a towel that you then deal with is, pro is, is fine. And discussing it with your partner. If you don't even want it inside your mouth, that's probably fine, too. Yeah. You can just, uh, I mean, then you're going to need to have something like a towel. Yep. Or be like, you can come on my chest. Yep. Or, you know. Because I know texture is something for a lot of people. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I totally get that side of it. I've had someone squirt my mouth before. That was interesting. And, like, so I get it from that angle, too. <laughs> so it's definitely a male and a female thing. It, yes, it definitely can be. Um, yeah, so there you don't, you're not obligated by any means to swallow somebody's cum. You can just be, just be nice about it. Yeah. And just be like, I really love doing this. I'm not trying to swallow it. And so I'm going to do this other fun, sexy stuff. And some people like, you know, they might want you to spit it out. They might want to see that. Talk to your partner. <laughs> what are some things that, what are some other things that we could do that you would find sexy? Yeah. Don't feel like you're letting someone down if you enjoy giving oral and you don't want to swallow. No. I mean, the, the fun part is that you did the thing and they get to come and that's all wonderful. And so you don't have to, you don't have to swallow. Uh, my partner doesn't wash properly. How do I bring it up? This, do, you, do you know this one? I don't. I honestly, like... I've actually broken up with someone before because I didn't know how to bring it up. Yeah, I I had a partner who just didn't take showers. It was really fucking weird, and it stressed me out. And I would sort I would try and just casually bring it up, like, when is the last time you did that? And, like, oddly enough, they didn't really smell bad which is very strange i don't that know what was they not were, my we're doing but um it was still something that freaked me out because like even if the person doesn't smell bad it's just not clean like i don't see how you can fuck me and then i see a week go by without you taking a shower like that's i don't want that coming anywhere near me because now you know who knows what the hell has been going on yeah that means their bacteria is so strong and it's actually like self-cleaning at that point but yeah that's, a, that's like a fish tank going inside you yeah so I think 
it's hard it's hard to imagine how I would bring it up especially like if there actually is like bad smells going on and this is a person that I'm like committed to I probably and this is gonna sound I don't know I probably just wouldn't be com- get committed to somebody who I knew didn't have good hygiene habits and it, it can change it can because what I noticed in the situation that I was in is it came with weight changes so like I don't know how consistent this is but in the beginning of our relationship it was fine and then as weight gain was added to it 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 changed the the chemistry of everything that was going on I've slept with plenty of plenty of overweight people and do not notice a difference there have been plenty of stinky skinny people too so it was like a dietary thing. I think it could have been a dietary thing I could it could have been that this person was getting depressed, which was causing the... Does that, does that cause a chemical change? Well, yeah, but it could also mean that they're not taking as good of care of themselves. Oh, sure, yeah. So they're too depressed to properly, you know, wash themselves, then that can happen. So I don't think, like, if someone is depressed, that it's going to change the way their pussy smells. But if they're depressed and they're not showering and not taking care of themselves, not wiping properly, then, yeah, that could definitely... I guess one of the the only things that I could think of that would be, like, easy mode is to try and incorporate showering together as, like, a sexual act. Because mm-hmm. I, oh gosh, that that's one that I maybe want to hear from the people who are listening to this podcast is, like, <laughs> what what are some ways that maybe you have experimented with this and had success? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a delicate and a touchy one that you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but you also just, like, like I don't, I don't know how to say this nicely. When I go down on you, I gag. Well, what do we do God. about that? Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's really bad. And I guess you could start by not going down on them, but then that sucks. Yeah. For everyone. So yeah, I I really my advice would be try to make sure that somebody's got solid hygiene habits when you start the relationship with them. And if you see them slipping, maybe be like, hey, let's go for a run together. And then they're going to have to shower afterwards. Mm. Like things that, you know, will like cause the cause the shower to happen. (laughs) Or, yeah, like like Huck said, like, let's take a shower together. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? And that leads us to my partner wants me to lick their ass. And I'm not so sure. (laughs) That is a funny segue. (laughs) <laughs> Lord, oh my God! They, you better be fucking washing. Oh my God! And There's absolutely no goddamn way I'm putting enough anywhere near, near your asshole yeah. if you didn't just step out of the shower. Yeah. That's the and like I will try to say like it is something that you shouldn't be expected to do. I don't think that I think that like for a normal healthy sexual relationship, both partners should be getting orally pleasured. But that's just for their genitals. I don't think that it's expected that someone should be licking your ass. I think that that's, if they want to, that's cool. Uh, but if if you really are against it, I don't think that you should be expected to do it. I don't think anything should be expected. No. Like, everything is up for discussion. Regardless. Sure. It's a deal breaker for me. If the person doesn't go down on me, then we're not going yeah. any further than that. But. The as far as getting your ass like that's especially something that a lot of people are like really skeeved out by and yeah. with really good reason because it is the vagina is a self cleaning organ organ you still need to do some maintenance to it but it's you know it's not something that's like full of bad bacteria as opposed to your asshole which totally is by nature 
full of bad bacteria and stuff you don't want to get your face near. So if your partner wants you to lick their ass and you think, you know, maybe, then start out and doing it in the shower. Like literally, that way you know for a fact that that thing is clean because it's happening in the shower. Like, let's go ahead and wash that and then I'll get down on my knees and lick your butthole. Right. That's something that, you know, you can, that way you know for sure it's clean. And that could be enough for your partner. That you, it only happens when you're in the shower together. It's something that happens once a month or on their birthday or whatever. But it's it's something I think it's perfectly fair to be like, I kind of only want to do this in the shower or I don't want to do this. Or like, I'm fine with doing it as long as like there's some prep to it. I feel like this is, is very similar to the anal conversation, which is like, if the prep is there, we're good to go. Yeah. But, like, if, if we aren't on the same page about what kind of preparation is being utilized in this kind of scenario, then, like, it's not really a, a go zone. Right. Definitely part of the prep there should involve cleanliness. Because, again, it is something that genuinely, there just is, there's bacteria that's perfectly safe for your butthole, but not safe for any other part of your body. And so it needs to be cleaned properly before you put any other part of your body near it. And that's just, that's just how it goes. That's science. That's science right there, you guys. <laughs> and then this leads to the last question, which is, my partner gets up and showers immediately after sex and it feels insulting. This can be something that sometimes it's just their own issue, that they get up and shower after sex because they don't want to smell like sex, they don't like being sweaty and feeling gross, and has nothing to do with you. So I would say if that happens, like, just bring it up. Be like, do I smell weird? You're trying to wash me off? Because it's sort of like, you know, when you're cuddling your cat and you're having a great old time with your cat, and then when she's done, she jumps up and immediately takes a bath, and you're like, wow, that's fucking rude. <laughs> that is because she is, honestly, she doesn't want to have smell like you anymore. So she's trying to clean the smell of you off of her. This may not be what's going on with your partner. It may just be like they don't like smelling like sex at all, and they like the feeling of being very, very clean. It could also be that you do stink, and they're trying to wash that off. So I, I would ask, <laughs> do I stink? Yeah, what's the, what's up with that? Yeah, and there's a lot that could go into it. You know, like as far as some folks just wanting to be clean. You know, like there are people that carry around face wipes in their in their bag as they're going about their their normal day, and if they sweat a little bit, they're gonna wash their face. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's it's very similar here. Like one of the the allergens that I have in my life is I am slightly allergic to sweat. And so it is very common that after sex, I won't necessarily shower, but I will rinse off certain areas so as not to have it, like, collected and then have me breaking out in hives. Yeah. And I have encountered people being insulted and being like, well, why don't you just lay in bed with me afterwards? And it's like, well, because I would be uncomfortable the entire time, even though you would be comfortable. Right. And this hasn't been an issue between you and I. No. Also, I find that, like, if we have sex and you get up and clean yourself, I'm thinking, I'm going to suck that dick later because now it's all clean. <laughs> That's definitely one of the things that goes through my mind, too. It's <laughs> like, yeah, if, if we fuck early in the day, I'm probably going to wash my dick for that exact reason. Yeah, I, that's what happened today. <laughs> we fucked earlier in the day. He immediately washed his dick off, and I'm like, I want to suck that dick later because it's all clean. Not that there's anything wrong with pussy juice on there, but, like, it just, it's nice. It smells like soap. And yeah. You know, it's all about leaving your options open. Absolutely. You know? And now the option's open. Yeah. 
So someone's <laughs> probably getting his dick sucked later. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah. this was fun. I really like the idea of going and farming so-called embarrassing questions. Yeah, and definitely send us yours if, if there's anything we haven't covered that you want to hear about or that maybe that I have answered in the past and you want me to expand more on or get Huck's take on it because you only got mine, then that'd be a lot of fun. And also, I like the fact that we didn't really do a lot of prep of this one, so it's sort of like, I don't know <laughs> what I think about that. Or I don't know the answer to that because I'm not a doctor, but we did our best, yeah. I think. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. So yeah, so send me some more questions if you have any. Let me know what you thought of this. Let me know if I said anything that's 100% wrong, too. If you actually are a doctor and you're like, uh, you guys are idiots. Yeah. Please let me know. As always, all cops are bastards. Black lives matter. Talk to you guys later.